Welcome to Impact and Freedom with your host, Jason Feldman. All right. Welcome to Impact and Freedom. I am Jason Feldman, and today I am incredibly excited to have Joe McCarthy. Uh, he is an Instagram influencer and Instagram growth consultant, founder of JEM Social. Uh, Joe has helped scale over 4,000 social media pages to date. Welcome. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Super happy to be on. Yeah, I'm super stoked. Um, your page is so cool because uh, it's it's very uh, motivational driven um, and, uh, you know, I love business marketing and yeah. I mean, you cover all topics. So I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Um, but I'd love to know, how did you get to where you are right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a funny story. So I've been on a couple of podcasts and a lot of people will know that I originally grew up on a farm. Um, so kind of take you back like to when I was maybe six, seven, eight years old. Uh, I got my first flock of chickens, ordered like six online. I just raised them from baby chicks up to, you know, egg laying chickens, which is super fun, uh, which is a super fun experience. And what I ended up doing is uh, I started selling the eggs because I was always kind of like, I always knew I wanted to like make my own money. I wanted to sell my own thing, kind of, you know, do my own uh business, I guess you could say. Um, and farming is kind of the thing that started that off, right? So back when I was like six, seven years old, we got the chickens, they started laying a ton of eggs. Um, we had fridges full of eggs because like we, you know, chickens lay eggs every single day, right? They don't take a break. So if you have, you know, seven chickens, you're going to get almost, you know, five, six dozen eggs per week, depending on how many chickens you have. So we had tons of eggs. Um, my mom was just giving them away for free. And I was like, you know, why don't we sell those eggs for, you know, two to three bucks a dozen. So I started selling them to my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, people I knew. Um, and I was like, this is fun. Like I, I like, you know, creating this product and selling it. So fast forward, you know, four or five years later, um, I really ramped up this chicken business. Um, had tons and tons of chickens, over a hundred. I started selling the eggs there, got chickens for like, uh, meat. So I actually started selling meat, you know, legs, thighs, you know, chicken breasts, stuff like that. Um, and it started to really them, pick you? up. What? Were you chopping them up? Dude. Yeah. Like we did the whole process from start to finish. You'd be surprised. It was, and that's the other thing is it was like backbreaking work. It was hard, especially as like a wow. 14 year old, 13 year old, but we'd raise them from babies, put them out on pasture. So it was super sustainable too. So they were very well-raised, healthy um, chickens on pasture. And yeah, we did the whole process of packaging them up and put them in the freezer and we'd sell them all fresh, you know, and one issue I was having though, like kind of going back to around the time where it was getting big is I was really starting to ramp up the production with the um, product, but I didn't have the customers, right? So like I had mm. all these freezers full of like chickens and, and eggs and, you know, we did turkeys and ducks. And so like we had all this product, but we didn't have any customers to buy us. So I was kind of struggling. I was doing old school methods, putting out road signs, you know, knocking on people's doors, just begging people to buy and nothing seemed to be working. So around that time, I'd say I was about 14, 15 years old. I actually came across Facebook and Instagram. So that's where I actually started to get introduced into this online marketing world, like social media marketing, because I saw other people and other farmers using social media to sell their products, right? So I just, you know, kind of for fun, started posting videos, started putting myself in front of camera, 
you know, I just post life updates. And then all of a sudden I had, you know, 2000 followers on Facebook, 2000 on Instagram, people were asking to buy the stuff. Like I was actually selling all my products, like selling out every time I, you know, have a batch of chickens to sell. I was pretty much instantly selling them through social media. So that's when it kind of clicked in my mind. Okay, this social media thing might be kind of, you know, worthwhile. And obviously fast forward to where I am now, obviously I've built this huge business using social media. Dude, what I love about that, first off, is the lesson of just selling and door knocking. And it's such a lost art. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm i obviously a lot older than you. And, um, <laughs> and like, <laughs> I just remember I, door knocking, like all that stuff is that horrible pains. Like you, yeah. you almost cut your teeth and like you have to go through those pains in order to really understand people and selling and stuff like that. So that's so cool that you had that experience. Um, it's so much better than a, than a lemonade stand. To sell oh yeah. 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 Super cool. <laughs> but I love that you went into, and this is what I find very interesting is that you went into social media with a plan of using it as an actual media source rather than, Hey, I'm going to hit up my friends and mm -hmm. school and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was also, I was very resourceful as a kid. So like I, I always hated like just wasting time. Like I didn't play a ton of video games. I knew like all my classmates, they were always playing games on their phones, playing video games. I always looked at things as like tools, like how can I help or how can I use this to help other people? How can I use this to make more money, you know, increase my scenario? So yeah, with social media, I always looked at it as like, you know, how can I use this to um, almost like further my success or, you know, get out to more people, make a bigger impact, which uh, you obviously know these days, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you know, they're avenues to reach millions of people. 100%. And I think with people like my age and stuff, like so many, so many of them, I mean, we, you know, we remember back in the, what was the thing before uh, MySpace, the Friendster, right? Like I remember Friendster. I mean, I remember being on AOL with the, with the dial up modem and it was just, it was a nightmare. But I remember when I first saw my first picture come through, I was like, oh my gosh, people are sending each other yeah. pictures and like, um, but I think because growing up through that, I think a lot of people look at social media, like just, oh, it's just, it's stupid. Like so yeah. many people, yeah. I, I I know my age just think it's stupid. It's like, no, no, no. Like you can post stuff. Like I got my Facebook hacked. It was, it's been a nightmare like a month ago, uh, two months ago. And I can't get it back. Like there's just no way. So it's like starting from scratch. But my Facebook page had, I just checked this like 28,000 impressions in the last 30 days. Like yeah, that's insane. crazy. The fact that you, that many people can see a page, especially with that, with somebody that no friends or very few <laughs> likes or whatever, but it's just incredible that you can be like the platforms give you that, right? They give you those eyeballs and to not look at it like a leveraging tool for your business or something is just such a it's disadvantage. Free, it's free. Yeah, it's free. It's free. It's so, it's so crazy. So like somebody like you that understands that that's young, somebody that's old, like me, <laughs> like, like <laughs> it, there's such a disconnect between the, the thought processes. And, and I mean, mm -hmm. I guess that's an advantage for any, you know, like to not have everybody on it, but <laughs> man, um, yeah. yeah. So I want to know, like, 
where did you go? You're selling chickens, eggs, man, you, you obviously built it up pretty, pretty big. Um, especially if you're getting into the volume that you were mentioning, but like, how did you get out of that? I mean, it's always tough to kill the baby. Like when you have a business, it becomes your baby and you so wrapped up into it. Um, how did you, how did you switch out of that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I always liked farming. Like most people, you know, say they came from farming and they have like this dread, like, oh, it was so hard, blah, 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 blah. It was difficult. Like I learned good work ethic, but I always enjoyed it. I loved working hard. I always enjoyed, you know, being out there and, you know, doing physical labor and stuff like that. But um, I think it was probably around age 18 or maybe, yeah, 17, 18 is when I started transitioning from doing farming to more like the social media marketing. Because um, around that time, I was also introduced to Napoleon Hill, Robert Kiyosaki, mm. Grant Cardone. Like I have tons of books in the back. So I'd say like around like age 16, 17, I really got immersed in kind of like the entrepreneurship world. So I started just reading up on all the books I could you know, possibly find. I read, I read probably like 60, 50, 60 books, you know, age like 15 to 16. Um, so around that time I wanted to really figure out like, okay, how can I create a business, you know, aside from farming? Cause like, you know, farming is awesome, but it won't necessarily, you know, hit you to that, that million or that $2 million mark. Right. So I want to find a way that I could use my skills and what I've learned to create a business, help other people. I know I was always decent at video making, content creation, and obviously social media marketing. Cause I was using the farm products to you know, they're using social media to promote the farm products. So around that time, I got introduced to um, sales. Um, so this company, Grow This Agency, they hit me up. They said, hey, you know, we love your brand. Um, would you, you know, want to hop on like a call, see like what we could do together, kind of collaborate. So I think I was 16 years old at the time and I was already building my own personal brand. So I had content similar to you. Like I was just posting value, just putting out what I've learned from these books. Um, so I already had like a decent brand, but I wasn't able to scale it because a lot of people have the issue. They have tons of great content. They have, you know, a great page, great aesthetic, um, but they're not able to reach that audience, especially these days with Instagram. I'm sure you've noticed like <clears throat> you could post hundreds of pieces of content and you're like, why is this not sticking? Why is it not reaching more people? Why am I not growing a following? It's just because it's super saturated. It's really hard to grow organically. So like I mentioned around this time, I came across this agency that, that actually does um, Instagram growth. So what basically what we do is, you know, we take pages, we'll send out what's called a mass DM, send it to thousands of people. And it's very similar to running an ad. So it will just drive, you know, real people to your page to check you out, give you a follow, engage with your content. So I invested into that and grew my page to maybe 10K, 20K just to kind of start it out and then actually start selling for them um, in high school. So I was in high school. I was still actually managing the farm. So I had, you know, eight hours of school, come home, do a few hours of farm work. Then maybe like from midnight to, you know, 2 p.m. or midnight to 1 p.m., I would just, you know, start DMing people on Instagram, trying to close them on like deals for like our, our Instagram products, the growth. Um, and I did that probably from like ninth grade to senior year. Um, but I became like one of the top sales guys at the company in high school. So as soon as I got out of high school, I knew like, okay, like now it's time to really ramp things up. I have an extra eight hours in my day. Um, and I just started going ham on like the sales. So then I really became one of the top guys. Um, and obviously fast forward a few years later, um, 
you know, we've done over uh, 10 million in sales at the company. We've helped over 7,000 clients. We've, you know, scaled up pages like yourself, business owners, entrepreneurs. So I moved out and that's probably like the main thing that triggered the move from the farm because obviously it's harder to, you know, manage a farm if you're not living there. So I moved out, you know, of my parents' house as soon as I graduated high school. I was 18 and that's kind of where I transitioned from you know, doing the farming to more so doing this social media marketing, if that makes sense. Super cool. Are your parents still doing the farm? Yeah. So I actually also have a little brother and he manages a lot of the farming. The funny thing is he's only like 13 years old. So he's kind of in the same scenario, right? But I, you know, I yeah. kind of passed it on to him. He's doing a lot of the farm work nowadays. Um, there's, it's a lot, it's a lot less scale. So like I was really ramping up the scale, like I mentioned, um, yeah. He's kind of like, he's a little bit more laid back because obviously he, he doesn't want to manage to that extent because it can get kind of stressful. But yeah, he's got some chickens, sheep, you know, a couple of different animals. And yeah, he's managing it for the most part, which is super cool. That is cool. Passing the torch down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned like, that's so cool that you were doing that while in high school and DMing people and, and doing a lot of online sales. I know a lot of a lot of old school methods are the phone to phone sales. Um, mm -hmm. I built my uh, an insurance agency on the back of doing that. Um, but this, you know, DMing has become such a huge way to to create sales. Is does that still work? Mm -hmm. It does. So there's a couple different scenarios where it can and can't work. Like what I always tell people is before you DM somebody on Instagram make sure that your profile actually has some credibility because you know you could go dm 50 people a day but you, you know people that see that dm they go back to the page this person has 200 followers yeah. horrible profile picture four pieces of content it's like you know why am i gonna trust you why am i interested in working with you specifically versus with my page you know a couple hundred thousand followers good branding good aesthetic you know providing value in my content i have kind of a layout you can kind of see the branding for me personally, yeah, it's worked hugely. I've been doing outreach every single day, 50 DMs per day, every day for the past four years. Um, and it's generated, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales. But it's only done that because I've made sure I've, you know, completed step one, which is actually building a decent presence. Because if you DM somebody on Instagram, you know, they're probably going to look at the profile. So if you have a really good profile or if someone DMs you, and you have 30K, 50K, 100,000 followers, they're a lot more likely to respond. So while before, maybe you DM someone with you know, 200 followers, or you have 200 followers, you DM 50 people, maybe three or four will respond, versus let's say you have 100,000, now all of a sudden 20 respond, or 35 respond. So it's a much higher conversion, which is obviously gonna book more calls and close more deals, if that makes sense. Yeah totally makes sense. Yeah. The credibility piece is, is so huge. So many times you get those crazy <laughs> copy and paste DMS with like a ton of emojis and, and yeah. some random person with like <laughs> no profile. It's like, Oh yeah. That's the other thing is the actual script. So like I've tweaked my script so much the past like four years. Um, and what I've seen is like the shorter, the better, like you could send a huge paragraph script of like, Hey, I love your stuff. Like, you know, this is what I do. This is why I want to help you, blah, 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 blah. But most people like their attention spans are like two seconds or three seconds and they get hit up every single day. So if you're going to send something, first of all, you want to ask a question. So like to actually entice a response, like, and actually be interested in like what they actually do. So like for you, for instance, maybe I would have done something like, 
um, you know, hey, just, you know, checked out your page. How long have you been an entrepreneur for? Super straightforward, asking a question, being interested in, you know, what they do or who they are. And then you get a response and then you can kind of go from there. So I've seen that shorter um, DMs are also much higher in conversions with responses. Oh, I love that. So it's more of like a longer nurture sequence rather than a spit out a... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, like um, the annoying thing with Instagram is like you're going to get those people that are like, you know, just get to the point. Just tell me your pitch. Right. So you're going to get people that are like, give me just the whole, you know, the whole entire thing. But then there's other people that are like, get to know me. So I've seen there's two there's two different people that are kind of having two different schools of thought. Just get to the point. But nurture. uh, And I've seen that the nurture is much more sustainable. It's it gets you a better conversion versus just going and giving everything in one message right off the bat. I love it. And for somebody that's like, you know what, maybe I will do this deeming thing, especially if Joe is able to, you know, get to, what is it, close to 400,000 followers? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 400,000 followers in a few years. And you said every day you're doing 50 DMs. Every day. Super cool. Are you using any software for that? So I actually just hired um, an assistant. So there's VAs, there's assistants you can hire to do it. So I actually don't, I don't send the DMs myself. I'll handle, I'll handle the responses. Um, but you can hire somebody for five bucks an hour, six bucks an hour, um, and you can do it overseas because, like for instance, in the Philippines, minimum wage is much different than it is here. So you're able to pay them more than what they're used to getting, but you don't have to spend eight bucks, 12 bucks an hour. And they do really good work. You know, they're hard workers. So like, for instance, if you hire someone from the US or overseas, pay them, let's say 20 bucks a day, they can DM 50 people. And then you book, let's say two to three calls. And that's on a super low range, two to three calls a day. Um, That's what you can generate from your Instagram. And all you did was respond to people and and then book the calls. So it's it's super cool. That's awesome. And, and do you just give them the, your logins for Instagram? Yeah, so you wanna use like, you don't wanna just give it to any random person, obviously. So you go to places like Upwork.com. I mean, you could do Fiverr, but I've seen people are a little bit more entitled on Fiverr. So I would go to like Upwork.com, for instance. Um, you also wanna search for exactly what you're looking for. So for me, what I did is I said, hey, I'm looking for you know an assistant to send out 50 DMs per day on my Instagram account to send the initial message. And then you obviously will get tons of requests. And then I look for people that have five stars, they've worked with at least 20 people. It's people like that are very experienced, right? I'll you know click one of them, hire them. And I've actually used the same person for like three years. You know, she's super awesome. She knows exactly what she's doing. And then yeah, you just give her the scripts and say, hey, I'm looking for this type of target. I want you to go to this place to find the people um, and then send them this script and then yeah, she just goes and does her thing. Super cool. And that's what Grow um, helps with, right? Is develop those scripts as well? Yeah, exactly. Cool, cool. And and um, I love the idea of just like a short conversation because if somebody does want to get to the point, it's like get to the point and then you can just mm-hmm. paste the whole thing. Yeah, um, exactly. How, like, what would be the approach? Like the overview of the flow of a script of a good yeah. script opposed to a bad script? Yeah, great question. So a good script, it's actually a lot shorter than you would think. So initially you'll just give the outreach, hey John, saw you, you know, just checked out your page, wanted to reach out, um, how long have you been in real estate? Hey, I've been in real estate for three years, blah, 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 what about you? Awesome, I've been in 
social media marketing past six years. We've helped thousands of people grow. Um, just wanted to kind of extend the opportunity to hop on a call. Are you getting business through your page currently? You want to ask, like, are they getting business through Instagram? 90% of the time, they're going to say either no, not at all, or a little bit, but not really, you know, as much as I'd want to. And then you can say something like, oh, I got you, that makes perfect sense. You know, what we help people do is scale up social media pages to actually help you get out to more people, build your, you know, following and bring more clients. And I'll maybe send like a couple testimonials or results just to kind of you know, prove what we've been able to do. Um, and then you just ask for a call. Say, hey, you know, would you be free this week for 15 minutes up on a quick call? They say, yeah, here's my calendar below. Send them the link and then they book. So it's really only like maybe four or five messages at most back and forth um, but before they actually jump on a call. And obviously on the call, then you can actually go in depth on the services, the prices, the packages. So I never give details or websites in the DMs, you want to get that on a call, if that makes sense. And then as far as the bad script, I mean, there's so many different bad scripts. Yeah. Like just, yeah, you'll get like the massive ones that say like, uh, I don't know, they'll give the price, you know, right off the bat. That's obviously a red flag. They'll have crappy um, looking pages that say they can grow their account. So if you, if you get a message that says like, you know, hey, we have this campaign coming up. It's going to get you 40,000 followers for like 200 bucks. Like, you know, DM me if you're interested you know, there's really like, you're not really asking a question, you're not being interested in them. It's just like that copy and paste message. And then obviously, you don't want to have something that says I can get you 40,000 followers when you can go to their page and see they have, you know, 18, 20 followers. So there's, I mean, there's so many different ways that are that you can have a crappy looking script. But I think it's just a matter of, uh, it's just a matter of like, iterating, testing different things. But that first one that I mentioned is is gold. So if you just like copy and paste exactly what I said there for like the ideal script, I mean, asking four or five questions, you know, you'll easily be able to book calls like on autopilot. Super cool. Super cool. So you're doing 50 a day. And so this, these are the questions that I get from, from people is like, okay, well, what are the numbers? So, so like if you're doing 50 a day, how many people are responding? Yeah. So, I, and that's the other thing. It really depends on the page. So for me personally, out of 50 DMs, I can get 30 responses. Out of 30 responses, I can typically book at least three to four calls. And then three to four calls, you know, maybe depending on your closing rate, you'll close one or two of those. So, I mean, you should be able to get at least like one sale a day or two sales a day um, through a page like mine. But I've seen even if you only have you know, a thousand followers, 5k, usually you want to hit at least that 10k mark because it builds a little bit more credibility if you have, you know, 10k. But what I've seen is that if you only have three to 5k, you're probably only going to get like, you know, maybe 10 responses or 15 responses out of that 50 DMs. So if you only get 15 responses, maybe you'll book one call if you're lucky, maybe you'll book two calls if you're lucky. Um, and then I would say, obviously, depending on your closing rate, you know, maybe you'll book like, or you'll close like two to three a week versus one a day. So it really depends on the page. Gotcha. So if you're doing this 50 a day, at your rate, you're going to close one a day, probably yeah. one a day, yeah. maybe every, or maybe two a day, actually, huh? Yeah. I'd say like one a day and then maybe every other day it'll be two. Yeah. Two. And so the average, like if you're going into this without the following that you have, you're saying probably every four days. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Which is fantastic. So if that's every four days. really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's really like, good. That, that's fantastic. What is, what is 30 divided by four? <laughs> uh, I'm horrible at math. School I'm horrible, math. dude. 
Um, it's eight, a decent number, though. Say seven. So seven sales, and that costs you, let's say, at five dollars an hour, eight hundred bucks. Um, yeah, I mean the ROI is massive. Like if you pay a VA or an assistant, I mean I probably only pay a VA like maybe four or five hundred bucks, you know, a month, and out of that, I mean you're you're gonna make that back in less than a week. There you go. So this is the reason why I love giving out those numbers. Yeah. If a sale is worth five hundred dollars to you, and you can get at least let's just say five sales a month, yeah. that's a massive return. And that's with crappy analytics. We're talking the worst. <laughs> so, so, so in hindsight, this funnel will work. Yep. Just we all know that when we set up any kind of new system, we suck at it, and then it's just <laughs> tweaking the system. Yeah, but, it may take it may take a few months for you to actually like figure out the system. But yeah, once you kind of get this rolling, it's it is almost like autopilot. And then obviously, it takes consistency. I know plenty of people. They'll go crazy for a month. They'll send 50 DMs a day and then they don't see like the results they're looking for. And then they just quit for like a week. And if you quit for a week, that's 50 DMs a day for seven days that you're missing out on. So consistency is also a key. Like I've literally spent um, pretty much every single day that I can even remember responding to DMs. And I have my assistant DMing people every single day. She might have taken, taken like, you know, four or five days off um, throughout the past couple of years. And it only takes her a couple hours to actually do it. So consistency is also a massive thing as well. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. I mean, ain't that the truth for everything from everything. working out to everything, everything. Um, super cool. So, um, can you grow organically these days? Yeah. I mean, that's a loaded question because it's, it's a yes <laughs> and no. I mean, you'll see there are people, if you have really good content, if you have like everything in place, you can grow organically. Like Alex Ramosi is a great example of that. He hasn't spent a ton on like actual marketing as far as like the growth, the followers, the engagement. That's just organic because people see his value. But one thing he's done differently is he's posted extremely consistently, like every single day, maybe two to three times a day. And he's actually mentioned in podcasts, he's spent $20,000 a month on his content creation. So if organic means you're not spending anything, technically no. Like if you really want to grow, if you really want to get out to people, Instagram is a very competitive and very uh, saturated market right now. So if you're just planning on posting content, hoping that something sticks and you go viral or you start growing, just not spending any money, Probably not. Like I wouldn't bet on that, and it's it's also going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort that most people aren't willing to put in. You know if that makes sense. So I would say if you're if you're looking to really scale up, you need to put money into like content creation. I would recommend put putting money into actual growth, like what we do, because to kick it off, like to at least get to like 10, 20k on your page, um, it's going to be like a really hard thing to to try to achieve right like i know people they've been trying for three years to hit 10k when with us we can hit you 10k in three weeks right and if you hit 10k in three weeks you have that credibility it makes it so much easier to grow on top of that so we almost want to become like this catalyst for people um to grow but i guess going back to your question like can you grow organically like if you are super super good with content creation you're posting super consistently and you're providing a ton of value then maybe, but at the end of the day, all the successful people you see on social media, they put in, you know, money one way or, or another. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah it, it's funny how the platforms switch. Like I, like I said, like even a few 
even a month ago, I don't know if you've seen this, but like YouTube was just serving like crazy. And then all of a sudden it kind of like stopped. Yeah. Like a few weeks ago, but then like, you know, looking at Facebook and it's like, holy crap, like, yeah. Or Facebook organic has not been like that in a long time. So I, it's like, they kind of fluctuate. It definitely, yeah, it fluctuates. Yeah. Like TikTok, for instance, that was super easy to grow organically people were getting on that posting the stupidest content and they were going viral just because like the random algorithms right so like it's definitely yep. possible to you know like hit a trend and you just skyrocket for like a month or two months but if you're looking for like that sustainable growth like i mentioned you probably will have to put in uh, a little bit of effort time and, and money yeah yep um so what else you got going on um just working on so just just you know trying to get more clients we're working on a couple different lead gen sources so like we actually use so going back to the mass dms that's how Mm -hmm. we drive people's following so we build Mm -hmm. people's following using these mass dms but there's also a second thing we can do with mass dms which is generate leads so for a company like i'm also i'm personally doing outreach right for you know closing deals but we also have um our company page that's actually sending out mass dms daily so we can send up to ten thousand or you know actually more like fifty thousand dms per day through our software and basically what that will do is it'll send to just normal everyday people and we can have any kind of script you know that you'd be looking for so we'd say something like hey if you're interested in growing you know your page 10 to 20k dms the word interested and we'll get back to you so it's, it's similar to running an ad but it's super scalable we can target specific demographics specific people um and we like working with guys like yourself people that have stuff to offer whether it's you know coaching business uh courses um just content you know value um we like helping people like yourself just get out to more people because you know usually people that have the best services and products are the ones that you know don't know exactly how to get that out and that's where we want to come in um so yeah right now we're just focused on on you know scaling up the lead gen uh we have a couple sales guys um that we've been hiring as well uh just to kind of you know create a little bit more um of like a sales uh culture i think we have like eight guys right now so and they take calls daily, which is super cool. But that's the main thing that we're focused on. And obviously, at the end of the day, just, you know, helping more people, help make a bigger impact. Personally, I'm just trying to grow my personal brand, continue posting, getting out to more people, um, and just overall, you know, make a bigger impact. Love it. Love it. And how do you, so let's switch gears a little bit, but like, how do you approach uh, content creation, content scheduling, and all this stuff? Because I know a lot of people, that I come in contact with, it's kind of a pain point. And I'm sure it's not something that you wake up every day that you're like, oh dude, I'm stoked to post (laughs) all day long. But like, how do you, how do you approach that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, first off, I try not to overcomplicate it. Most people overcomplicate it hugely. And then that makes them not even start. So like, they'll be like, oh, I got to post like every single day. I got to put out this type of content. I need to get an editor. I need to get a, you know, videographer. I need to get a camera and lighting. It's like, there's all these different things that, people think you need like I started on Instagram specifically I just shot on my iPhone I took videos using my iPhone for the first 200 plus video or you know I'd say like out of 200 pieces of content most of that was just my iPhone I mean like I don't have a super fancy camera most people use that as an excuse to not take action right. so I say the first thing is just make sure you're not overcomplicating it and just um, you know think of what you're good at think of what you like talking about like if you were around a bonfire, you know, with your friends, like what's like the most, 
like intriguing thing to listen to or to talk about, you know, for you. And I would just literally put up a camera and just start talking. Um, second thing is mindset. I feel like a lot of people get the mindset wrong. They don't really create like a custom avatar for who they're trying to target. They just kind of put out content because that's what everybody's doing. So like for me, I early on, I pinpointed, okay, I want to help 18 to 25 year old male entrepreneurs with who are like getting started entrepreneurship. So a lot of my content is geared towards those type of people. Um, and I'd ask, you know, friends or, you know, people like that questions like, Hey, what are you struggling with? Like, what do you want to learn about? So you want to kind of almost gauge who your audience is before you start posting content. Cause if you're just posting content for the sake of posting content, there's like no motive behind it. There's no like mission behind it. It's kind of like, you know, okay, I'm just posting this cause you know, everybody else is posting once a day. You're going to get bogged down. You're going to get burnt out. Right. So you don't want to get burnt out. You want to have some kind of mission behind this and and having a, a like a, a avatar to target it also helps you kind of gear the content so you know like okay mm-hmm. you know i need to create this piece of content because this is what my ideal avatar is struggling with or they're they're wanting to know so it also makes it super easy to pinpoint that and i guess the third thing is timing so like there's there's like the nitty-gritty things like yeah posts like once a day at like 5 p.m like monday to friday like there's really no right or wrong i just say get started right like at the end of the day like you know you could schedule out like okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna post like this day this time you know every single day but if you don't actually do it it's not gonna matter so i just say get started like it doesn't matter really when you post i've heard so many times people say, oh, post early in the morning, post late at the afternoon, post at one o'clock. Don't post at a specific time because then everybody's going to be, you know, posting and you're going to get like saturated. So there's there's really no right or wrong. At the end of the day, it's just a matter of taking action, putting out that first piece of content um, and then just kind of getting into this rhythm, I guess you could say. Love it. So mo- most of my avatar, like coaches, consultants, service professionals, um, where they have a business, but they're like, oh, I like it's hard to take the time out throughout the day. Um, I try to preach a little bit of uh, batching. Yeah, you know, like that. I, I totally forgot. Just take take two hours on a Saturday, just film 10, 20 videos, and you have that full almost like month's worth of content ready to go. Most people, yeah, most people don't think about like just taking out an hour or two hours of your day because time is another thing people always say i don't have time to create content it's like it's really about priority like we all have you know 24 hours in a day so it's really just a matter of like okay where's my where are my priorities at right so i just tell people like just schedule it put it on the schedule two hours a day on every saturday of each week uh batch 5 10 15 videos however many you can pop out in a couple hours and then you'll use those for, you know, two weeks, three weeks, however long it is. And you don't even have to think about the content until the next couple of weeks until you just rebatch. So that's definitely a good point. And is that what you're doing? Yeah, 100%. I so I, yeah, yeah. I just, and you'll see like on my content, I need to be better about like switching my shirts. I, I always wear black shirts, just I don't like to think about what I'm wearing per day. So like most of my videos have just the black shirt. But yeah, just that's yeah, right. take take a couple hours on a Saturday, just or any day really, and just just film five, 10, 15 videos, and you're, you're solid for a couple weeks. Love it. Any, any specific tools that help you cut down that time that you're using? Uh, There's not really any tools, but there's like a format that I I use. So I don't, I don't really like read off of a script, but like what I'll do is I'll come up with a topic, right? So I'll come up with like, okay, what is this video going to be about? And I'll actually write out like a a draft or like a, a short script of like, okay, this is kind of like the flow that'll be going. 
but then I'll read that twice and I'll put it down. I don't want, I don't want to read off of a script because when I do that, I have to retake like four or five times. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll just, I'll just read it before I actually record, put the script down and then I'll just film kind of like a rough, loose script of like what, what I just read, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I just do that for each video because I don't want it to be super scripted, but I also don't want it to just be like all over the place. I have no clue what I'm talking about. So I want there right. to be a format. So, and, and then another thing is for ideas, like going back to kind of like the, the format for the content, ideas is another, you know, huge thing that people struggle with. They don't know what to post or, you know, how to come up with ideas. So I'm big into like listening to podcasts, interviews, like instead of listening to like a, you know, listening to songs in the car for like a 20 minute drive, you know, I'll just listen to like a Annie for Sale podcast or whatever. So I'm always trying to be like active listening because if I hear something that's, that kind of clicks with me or that, you know, would resonate with my audience, you know, I'll just write that down in my notes section on my phone. And then usually I say every other Saturday, so like every two weeks, I'll kind of just go over like just some rough ideas of things I've written down, things I want to film. And that's where I would start writing the scripts basically. I love it. So a lot of people start with the business and then it's hard to talk them into doing the influence. You got, well, I guess you did start with business and then influence, but now then you kind of flip the script where it's like yeah. you're leading with influence and then you have the business on the back of it. What would be the one piece of advice for anybody listening that might be struggling getting out there and just a, you know, being consistent, but like actually doing this thing? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess as far as like content, like specifically in creating a brand um, is having a why. Like, again, I have a why for why I want to do it, like, you know, helping young entrepreneurs. So creating like the avatar, figuring out why you actually want to do it. Like you can, you know, do it because you want to make more money or get more clients. But I want you to like actually dig into like, why do you want to get more clients? You know, why do you need that money? Because a lot of people don't have like a specific motive or reason for what they do. And that's why they get burnt out. Going back to like the content creation, you can post consistently for three months, just random content with really no motive. And then you're like, why am I doing this? And that's why you see so many people get burnt out or they're super inconsistent. So for me, like I've been super consistent. I post every single week I have for the past, you know, five, six years because I have a, a motive behind it. I have a reason and a why. So step one, figure out why you even want to do it. Because a lot of people, they don't want to do it and they just know it's the right thing to do. Um, but I'd say like, you want to figure out like, you know, why you think you need to do it. Why, if you actually want to do it, figure out why you want to do it. Um, cause I think that's going to help create like this backbone so that you actually stay consistent. So I'd say that's like the main, like that's the bottom line, like foundation of what you need to do. Love it. And I love your, why you posted, uh, something of your, your wife and kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. Cool. Yeah. That Super makes the why cool. so much easier too. Yeah. Just having a family. It does. It does. I have a. I have a wife and four kids and it's tiring, but it's super rewarding. But like, honestly, I probably would pitter out with, I mean, most of the stuff that I've done just if I didn't have that to, you know, <laughs> exactly. to work for. So super cool, man. Well, I, I appreciate you, uh, especially going the distance with me on this. Is there anything that I, maybe I didn't ask that you'd like to, to share? I don't think so. I mean, I think we, yeah, I think we pretty much covered a lot of things. We obviously covered a lot with the branding. Um, but yeah, like at the end of the day, like I mentioned, I always preach like taking action. Like you could have idea or a concept of like what you want to do. You have an idea of like the kind of brand you want to build. But at the end of the day, like it really just takes action, putting out content, actually posting that first 
you know, picture, first video, you know, try not to care what everybody thinks. I think another thing is people, you know, they struggle with like, okay, what are people going to think? You know, they get too much in their head, but I just say, you know, if you post out your first video, you know, it's not necessarily going to be the best at first. Like you're really never good at first. I think you even mentioned that earlier. Um, so I think like if you just post out your first video, it's not going to be the best. I scroll through my old videos and I'll see, okay, that was, you know, definitely not the best video I've ever posted. But okay, if you just yeah. start posting, you're going to build this repetition. And the more you put out content, the better it's going to get, but it's not going to get better unless you actually start. I love that. It's so true. And it's our ego that gets in the way. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's so hard to watch. Like this is not natural for me. So it's like, now I've done it for a while with, I started an insurance thing and been doing that for a while, but like, it's not natural and it, it's, it's hard to like put yourself out there and just, just to kind of get to the mentality of who cares. But I mean, going back to door knocking, yeah, the first few doors that you door knock on, like that's the worst feeling in the world. That's <laughs> actual pain, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's bad before and it's bad after you get the rejection. It's just all yeah. around bad. <laughs> yeah. But like you get through it and then it becomes like not a big deal. And I yeah. think that this is the same thing. And I think that the payoff, and I think you're a good example of the payoff is so worth it. Yeah. I mean, in the long run, especially when you're, when you already have a business and all you need is more clients through the door. That's all you need. But it's like, ah, they get out on, get out on camera, put yourself out there and help, yeah. help some people. Yeah, exactly. You have these apps for a reason. So you might as well take advantage of them while they're here. Yep. Love it. Joe, thank you so much, man. Um, how can anybody get a hold of you? Yeah. Uh, Instagram is probably the main platform. So I just go to at real Joe McCarthy on Instagram. You can, you know, follow my content, DM me if you're interested in, you know, some services or products. Um, um, you can find me randomly on YouTube, Twitter. I try to use all the platforms, but Instagram is definitely that one you'll find me on most. Awesome, Joe. Thanks so much, man. Thank you.